0: Welcome everybody to episode 39 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. This is the second of our review episode, uh, our review, reviews, second review episode. (laughs) You're nailing this. (laughs) Yes, it's fitting actually from our last cast that we did for the reviews that I would mess this intro up as well. Um, (laughs) So welcome, yeah, Uh, we, we finished out our reviews for this season and... Um, it's late, so we apologize. I'm holding a puppy named Mika, named after the great Mika Jogasaki from <laughs> Idolmaster. <Vital> <laughs> and she's biting my face. <laughs> How are you guys doing?
1: Good, good. I'm glad yeah, that we uh, doing right. we, uh, we, uh, we finally were able to do this.
2: I am drained after this one, and I'm sorry for some of the stuff that I gave. I mean, it, it I didn't give terrible scores, but I apologize yeah.
0: for nothing. <laughs> We got the lowest (laughs) score ever. Yep. Look forward to that. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It'll be a shock to everyone, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we hope you guys enjoy. And uh, thanks for
0: listening. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. (laughs) See you soon. in Fate Grand Order is, is really starting to starting to be discouraging for me. I've I've been getting nothing but three stars, um he, you know, hero uh servants and uh how have you guys been doing with that? Uh
1: poor. Very poor.
0: Uh I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, please shut up.
2: Two five stars or whatever. I have two five stars. So I, right at this point I'm I'm saving up um all my Rose Quartz or whatever it's called, Rose Quartz, St. Quartz. Quartz. Where am I getting Rose from? Um, (laughs) uh, For the, I I guess there's going to be a Joan of Arc, like event in a couple months, if it goes by the Japanese release. And um, a few months after that, there'll be a Mordred event. And I want Mm. both of those characters. So I'll be saving. Yes, Yes, Mm. yes,
1: yes. Yeah. After my initial good role, it's been all downhill i mean no far no five stars for me yet
0: yeah um, i got i got vlad um i think on my first or second role and i didn't realize that that was such a great thing at the time yeah. um and i got a lot of four stars too i think one of my first or second roles i got like two or three four stars and then I've repeated four star. I, I got Carmilla like five times now. I think I've got her max. Uh, I think I've got a max uh, noble phantasm on her. Yeah, I'm so jealous. Um, <laughs> you know what? I lie. I got berserker. I got not berserker though. Lancelot. Lancelot. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I did get him. I like him a lot. You know, about a week ago. But I've got so many berserkers now. I've got uh, Vlad. Yeah. I've got uh, uh, Tamamo Cat. What? <laughs> what and yeah. Yeah, yeah you got like nothing but
2: researchers yeah um what do you call it have you have you guys been playing through any of their like little side stories that they have if you get them to a certain <laughs> point they have like side stories
1: yeah when I can actually do them
2: freaking Lancelot is hilarious I encourage you to yeah, really? have him like it I'll set it up I won't spoil anything but essentially uh, your character and mash go out on a picnic in like you know, what is it? It'd be 1800s, uh, no, 1700s <laughs> France. And uh, MASH thinks it's a good idea to bring Lancelot along. <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great.
1: Um, I will say for those who have uh, Chevalier uh do not attempt her interlude unless you have very, very high level uh, servants because the final chapter of that you have to fight a uh like I think an assassin that has 1,500,000 HP. Holy million, shit. Maybe? Yeah, no, they
2: they have they have um recommended levels um yeah for those things. Like that's why I, I can't do uh sabres next one is because I think it's like recommended level 70, and I'm like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But uh yeah. are you guys going to be rolling for uh for Nero coming up in this this next event?
1: Yeah, I probably will.
2: What about you Jeff. I like yeah. her. I don't know anything about Nero, but Have I'll you see. have you not been playing through the story mode? No. Uh yeah. Yeah, you get to use her eventually and her noble phantasm is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, and um. you get a lot of sync courts from story stuff.
0: Yeah. I haven't actually even gotten through France yet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So uh, that's been a fun game. It's been certainly something fun to kind of play when you're sitting on the toilet or <laughs> just hanging out and had nothing better to do. A lot of the <laughs> community's <laughs> playing it. So. Yep. Um. Anything else going on in the world of video games, or? Uh, well,
1: I kind of dove back into Fire Emblem Heroes a little bit this past weekend. Um. Uh, and that's okay. It's still not great, but. I got a, I got a couple more five stars from that, so that's that's always nice.
3: nice.
2: Yeah. Uh, in the same realm of of the whole fate thing, Fate Estella is coming to the Switch, and uh, Fate Grand Order is having a little mini event for it, which is kind of nice. Um, that'll be hitting the Switch on Tuesday, uh, the twenty fifth. For those of you listening in post, so uh, look forward to Dynasty Warriors type action with Fate characters. Yeah, looks like fun. Yeah, I I I love the Dynasty Warriors games. I don't care how repetitive they are. I'll pl- I'll play the the Three
0: Kingdoms storyline over and over again. They're perfect when you're in the mood to just like kill things, yeah, lots of things. Just like wipe out <laughs> waves of enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Dynasty Warriors games are fun, especially when they're in so many different universes, you know, like the Gundam Dynasty yeah. Warriors and you know whatever whatever flavor of Dynasty Warriors
2: you feel like. I feel like there's a few others that they could do. Like I, granted, I've never watched Berserk, but I feel like a, a Berserk game like that would be kind of cool. Uh, that would actually be like meta because that's what Guts basically does. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm sure there is one, and someone's going to be like, "There totally is one," but it's probably in Japan. Yeah. And again, I don't really watch Berserk, so uh, <laughs> I would really, I I just want to play the demo where I get to be, you know, Guts, the guy with the huge sword.
0: Mowing down yeah. waves of enemies oh i mean it's it, we're gonna talk about berserk or i am uh, a little bit later and mm-hmm. uh yeah i mean that that's t- i actually had thought had thoughts of dynasty warriors when i watched that show because he literally just it's like the the music kicks and you just see scenes of guts swinging his sword and decapitating tens of people each time he swings it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's uh it, it's pretty fun like so. that uh
2: that scene from the original Lord of the Rings movies, the the original trilogy where Sauron just like, swing, he like swings his mace and you see like 10 guys fly up in the air. It's like, well, that's not OP. <laughs> <laughs> you think the guys in the, the other guys in the front who just saw like the waves in front of them just get blown back are like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> I quit.
0: No, you got to give some props to the, to the people who didn't just run at that point. <laughs> like they were, they were doing some pretty serious drugs or something because, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, that one dude on the left he was just one day from retirement <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. retiring i've actually been i've been wanting to watch lord of the rings again uh recently um i just had the urge it's been a while i found this little facebook channel that this guy did a bunch of he created a bunch of like joke videos using scenes from lord of the rings and it was hilarious uh some of the stuff that he did uh i wish i could rep him right now but i don't remember the name of the channel but it kind of got me wanting to watch the movies again well uh not a great segue but
2: (laughs) uh i don't know speaking of things we wanted to watch question mark yeah nailed it segues uh we just got done with well not just got done it's been like three weeks we're done with season two but unfortunately due to uh time constraints and and me going to anime expo uh here we are finishing the second half of uh, the spring 2017 reviews. So um, let's go ahead and dive right into those. But first, let's go with something or with some things I should say that um, uh, are continuing. Oh, and I should bring this up, actually. Um, the uh, The last time I talked about Seven Mortal Sins and how it's continuing, I found out that's not a two core. It's just it started so late it bled into the next season. It's only See, a twelve everywhere, episode
1: I, Everywhere I looked had it listed as a two core show, so that's why I put it. There, oh no, no,
2: it's it's fine. I didn't know either, and it's te- it's technically still not done. So I will like we, I will cover it at the end of. The summer season, but you're gonna have to forgive me because by then I will have forgotten so much of it. I'll try my best to go back and and skim through it. But anyway, uh, speaking of two cores uh, shows that are actually two cores, uh, the first show on our list is Recreators. Um, does any, was this anybody's, or was this just nope. just a floating one? All right, well, just floating. Um, we talked about and it. You're the only one. Sadly, I, am I the only and one watching?
1: Uh, yeah, I fell off of it, not because I wanted to, but as, you know, I kind of,
2: I kind of understand, uh, the, the thing, uh, me and, and companion cube from our, our discord, we're talking about, like, when you find out a show's a two core, there is the, like, especially for watching so many other shows, there is that, that temptation to just stop <laughs> watching. Uh, um, yeah. and admittedly, like with this show, it was the same for me until last night. And I, I caught all the way up, uh, for those of you who don't remember the our First Impressions podcast, uh, this is a show that deals with SOTA, uh, who is an, an artist who is struggling because he can't get himself to draw anymore. Yeah, he's got a writer's block. Yeah, he's got writer's block or drawer's block or something like that. Um, and he winds up in the odd predicament of not going to another world, but having the other world come to him. And uh, this world... Um, multiple characters from various stories, uh, from anime, manga, uh, light novels, etc., uh, are coming into the real world um, due to a mysterious girl. Um, God, what was her name? It's like Al- Alteria or Al- something like that. It starts with an A. Uh, <laughs> she's, she's another creation uh, who's been bringing all these people in, and she's trying to collapse this world the land of the gods as they call our our world um so that you know everything will be brought to ruin all the stories will go away and all their hardship or the hardships that um will be resolved just done um thus far i don't really want to cover up to what i saw because i've i've seen like two episodes into the new core uh but it's an interesting show the the story is a tad convoluted um i don't want to get into spoiler territory but at the end of the first core we get um we get where the the main villain comes from and it brings up questions of like well if if she was created this way then why like this has happened multiple times in history it has to have why weren't other characters brought into the real world and it it makes it interesting in that maybe they there could be more of this, like they could show like different recreators in different times, but I don't think that's what they're going for. Um, however, aside from that, uh, it, this show has one of the best recap episodes I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> I keep hearing that.
2: It is. I look forward to seeing hilarious. it. Hilarious. Uh, one of the characters is narrating it and she is revising it uh, to her liking. <laughs> and like she even makes her character look really hot. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's pretty outstanding. I've never seen or rarely have I ever seen a, a recap episode that I actually
0: wanted to watch. Um yeah, so Oh yeah, I mean when I'm binging shows I skip the recaps, so that actually is a good way to get people interested in it. And that that sounds hilarious. What a good idea. I would I would recommend skimming through recaps because like Chihaya Furu
2: had two recaps in in both of its seasons and mm-hmm. there was little tiny like shorts of of like comical stuff in between
0: that was worth the watch um not every show I'll does normally that, um i'll normally skim them just to see because sometimes you get the show that uh recaps for the first half and then the second half has some new content so i usually skim just to make sure that it's not a show like that right but uh but yeah, typically I, I skim heavily through them. I'll skip like five minutes at a time just to see that it's still recap. Well, Recreators, it, it's definitely worth the watch. Um,
2: it's going to it's gonna have to do something um, pretty drastic to get me back on like the hype level that I was when it, when I first started watching it, but it's still okay. I'm not going to drop this show. And I'm hoping, like I'm still watching because I'm still interested in what's going to happen. Uh, but where's uh hmm?
0: Where's Ichan's HP at this point in the battle? Uh, honestly, a
2: three only because it's keeping my interest. It would be a okay. two point five otherwise. Uh, but because. Yeah. Because they, they introduced some new characters and I'm kind of curious of where they're going. At this point it's a three, but it's in real danger of dropping down to a two point five two. Uh if if it ends if the ending isn't at least satisfactory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's Recreators. Cool. Uh, it's still going on. It's on Amazon uh it's on anime strike on Amazon if you're interested.
0: Interesting. Interesting. All right, cool. Yeah. Sounds pretty good.
1: Okay, uh, the next one up is uh, another continuing show, um, and this was one of my picks for the uh, spring season, and that is Soccer Quest, uh, which is the story of um, this one girl, uh, Yoshino, who kind of is having a hard time of it, uh, finding work in Japan, so she... Gets this opportunity to become the queen of this town called Manayama. Um, turns out that the person that they actually wanted was someone else. But <laughs> she gets st- stuck with the job, um, and it becomes her duty to kind of revitalize this uh, older town out in the sticks. Um, and she uh, has Is this a these- uh,
0: modern day Japan or more yeah, of like yeah, a feudal? Modern- No, no modern
1: day, modern day, for sure. Um, And so she kind of enlists the help of these four other girls, and they, um, I think they're like the the board of tourism in this town. Um, They each have kind of like fun titles, like uh, the one girl uh, with the glasses, uh, her name is uh, Sanai. She's the minister of IT. (laughs)
3: Um,
1: The uh, Shiori, the... Uh, kind of brown-haired girl. She's the minister of... uh, I can't remember. Moderation. (laughs) (laughs) She does, like, the budget and stuff like that. It's fun. Um, So it's... uh, It's from PA Works, who did um, Hanasaka Iroha and uh, Shirobako. And this is the third of their uh, working women trilogy thing that they're doing Um, and I am enjoying it so far Uh, I do think that it's kind of slow starting out um, because there are a lot of characters in the show and it does kind of you know um, take a a while to get familiar with where the show is taking place and finding out about all these people Um, so like from episode I don't know Three to eight it' was kind of a slog for me, uh but it's definitely picked up in these last uh four episodes that I've watched. I've only watched up to twelve um just because that's where we're uh, kind of uh, touching on it at this point, but I look forward to seeing a lot more um are you watching it carlos
2: yeah no uh, it's it's a great show um I will say. As much as I do like it, the one thing I like, because, you know, it's always being talked up uh, in comparison to Hanasaka Iroha, which I still haven't watched, um, and Shirobako, which I loved. And the one thing, like, I like the show, uh, and the uh, the one thing I could say against it, though, is that the stakes don't feel as real to me as, as Shirobako's did. Like, there are stakes, and the stakes are Yoshino wants to feel like she's done something. But yeah. at the same time, all the other stakes, like revitalizing uh, Manayama, like, most of the the civilians don't seem to care. Still care. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, well, then why do I care? I only care yeah. to watch Yoshino and uh, all the other girls and hope that they succeed. But mm-hmm. whenever I see the townsfolk, I just don't care about them. Yeah. So
1: it's it's like it's kind of a an interesting look into like, you know, maybe what the generational gap is like in Japan mm-hmm. currently and, you know, elsewhere in the world. Right. You know, how older people are kind of, you know, stuck in their ways and are obstinate to, you know, change, even if it is beneficial. Um so I mean I, I found it very interesting. And also like the themes of the show, like, all of these girls are well, at least most of them um, have kind of are kind of at a point in their life where they've tried stuff. Nothing's really worked out, and uh, they're you know giving this a go in the hopes that they can finally find the thing that they want to do with their life.
2: Right, I do. I do enjoy it, like I said, for the girls. But it's mm-hmm. it's everything else that I'm just I'm not really yeah. feeling. So I'm hoping. We get more, well, and the girls are the focal point, so it's not really a problem, mm-hmm. um, but every time they try something to revitalize the town, and the, the townsfolk are just like, meh, I'm like, all right, people, well, <laughs> you guys could go screw yourselves, because your town is dying. I mean...
1: Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Ririko's mom is...
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a, <laughs> every time, that's her grandma. Oh,
1: her grandma, sorry, yeah, you're right. Yeah, her obstinance is
2: however, aggravating. I do like the the foreigner guy
1: <laughs> dude he's the best he's the,
2: he, he's the weirdest character cuz he comes in he sounds so just says random shit and then leaves but he's fucking funny um yeah. like he makes he makes a field of dreams reference in one of the yeah. episodes
1: the costner yeah, I, yeah. uh man yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i watched uh, that episode last night yeah yeah it's uh and that, that, uh, that's actually kind of an interesting story. That voice actor is um, a native English speaker.
2: Yeah, also. yeah. I was looking at it and it said in the Japanese version, uh, his name is Vinnie Murthy.
1: Yeah. I'm like, that is not so, Japanese. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, it's really interesting to kind of hear like his, his Japanese, it just sounds different. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't sound bad or anything. It just sounds different, but you can really tell whenever he says something in English. Right, right. <laughs> And it's like wow, that's actually English and it's good.
2: Some hope for the so, voice actors out there who are also learning Japanese.
1: Yeah. So, a uh, good show, fun show, um definitely a relatable show for me and I look forward to uh seeing what all they can accomplish in the show. So, if I were to give the score right now, I'd probably give it like a 3.5. Um
2: uh, I can agree with that, but about a 3.5. Yeah. Um I hope I hope we get Or I hope the the townsfolk liven up in the second core. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, the next show is actually my number one pick for the last season. Um, Mm -hmm. And that was Alice and Zoroku. Uh, Alice and Zoroku is the story of a girl named Sana, who is really gifted. She's got uh, a magical power called The Dreams of Alice, uh, she summons this little, I don't know how to call it, it's like a, almost like a statue, and a little piece breaks off, and whenever a little piece breaks off, she, she's using her power and she'll, she can do whatever she wants, bring something into existence, fly up in the air, whatever. Like, she's the most powerful person who has the dreams of Alice, uh, and when we start out in the show, uh, she's breaking out of a pharmaceutical company that's been using her for experiments, blah, 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 and a bunch of other kids. Um, And she runs away successfully and makes it to uh, Zoroku Kashimura, uh, an old man, a florist who lives in the city. And um, (laughs) the story really is about Zoroku teaching Sana about, you know, life, like life lessons and stuff like that. Uh, The first half of it is really super exciting. I mean, the pharmaceutical com- companies after her. Zoruku, for whatever reason, has has friends in the government who uh, <laughs> who know about Sana and know about the dreams of Alice. So it's like this this like kind of war between the government and this pharmaceutical company over who can get Sana. And there's this great bad guy uh, whose name is like Miriam C uh who was like in the American military question mark uh and like with her husband and she had like her husband died she had all this PTSD and so she developed the dreams of Alice and so now she's working with the pharmaceutical company to get Sana back and yeah so like all this great stuff great action admittedly first episode some of the action sequences were poorly animated but I mean it was still really interesting and then after at the halfway point, like about six episodes in, uh, they beat the bad guy, the pharmaceutical company gets taken down by the government, and it becomes a completely different show. Um, now it really is just about Zorooku teaching Sana about life and about her trying to cope with her powers. And then near the end, we get an arc about Sana trying to teach another girl about the lessons she learned using her powers. Cause this other little girl is, is using her powers to steal and do bad stuff. Uh, it's really confusing. Like why they decided to go in so many different directions. I'm assuming maybe the manga goes this way. If there is one, if it is an adaptation, I think it is. Um, but yeah, it's, it's hard to nail down my feelings on this one because I enjoyed all the different parts, but I was confused why they weren't separate, like more separate, seasonally separate, not because it, it was almost like whiplash, how, like how quickly you go from action and high drama to slice of life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was like a hard cut.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I still really, really, really enjoyed this show. Uh the OP and the ED were fantastic. I still don't own them, but I will eventually. Um, I actually had to think. <laughs> That's how much music I get. Um, but the, yeah, like certain characters, like there's a, a set of twins who are like really present in the first half or like almost non existent in the second. And there's even like a boy. There's a, a boy character with the dreams of Alice who we see all of like, we see him three times yeah we see him three times and the first two times like they keep alluding to him as like their secret weapon and you're like oh god this kid's gonna this kid's gonna fight Sana and it's gonna be awesome and then he's just nowhere to be found again um yeah it's like i i want to to say i'd give this show a bad score but honestly i still really really liked it Uh, so it's conf- it's confusing. Massively confusing. Yeah,
1: I think that's a good way to describe it. Um, I definitely like the second half better than the first, which I feel like is the kind of minority opinion. Um, the slice of life aspects and all that stuff was m- a lot more fun for me to watch. And I don't know, like, the, the final arc was very interesting, but like you said just kind of came out of nowhere i don't know i feel like the pacing was slightly off yeah and it just kind of ends
2: i actually <laughs> like, I i was in the the other camp like i don't didn't mind the slice of life bit but god it was so exciting to watch the fights um and they were like see what they could do and because each of them had their own like thing like sana was the only one who could do everything because she essentially was the dreams of alice and spoilers yeah
1: so um you know i don't know if it's spoilers to kind of talking about that but she i and i i don't know if they explained this poorly and i just didn't understand it in the show or what but did the dreams of alice spawn her yeah or did that's she a, that, she okay. was she
2: was spawned by wonderland wonderland is where the okay. dreams of alice come from and yeah so she she essentially is the embodiment like the human like the uh, the dreams of Alice made human. Um mm. what do you call it? So she was the only one who could do everything, but it was, like that's what made the fights interesting, is that all the other ones had these um uh like, like specialized yeah. talents. Yeah, like like uh Miriam like could summon like giant arms that look like her husband's yeah, arms. Her
1: husband's giant arms. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um <laughs> Uh, what do you call it? The the two but, different girls could do different, like the two twin girls could do different things. We don't know what the boy could do because again, he never did uh, anything. No,
1: he his his ability was whatever he drew.
2: That's right. Uh, right. Came to be okay. Yeah, I just didn't yeah. remember. Or uh,
1: Ichigo was the battle maid.
2: Yeah, yeah. The I, best. I, yeah, and That's she was super one. cool too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she was super cool, but like we only got to see her like in action a couple times, and then it was like, hey, <laughs> slice of it. life, and I'm like. Fun, it was. But, what happens
1: to her in like the final arc is pretty funny though.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty good. Um,
1: um yeah, I don't know. I mean, I do wish it was a longer show because I feel like they could have stretched stuff out to have it make more sense.
2: Yeah, considering uh, like the 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 pharmaceutical company just goes away, and yet the pharmaceutical rep who was chasing her down is free to walk the streets the most confusing I don't know if thing I
1: pharmaceutical is the correct term
2: they, they were I think
1: they're more of a science group
2: well they called themselves a pharmaceutical company
1: uh, in
2: the, I don't in, the that. in the dub yeah ah, it was something something pharmaceutical dub, or not in the dub I'm sorry in the sub hmm.
1: interesting yeah, okay. you know what I want to do so yeah,
2: as much as I really want to, to praise this show it there's entirely too much that I felt wrong with it and and that kind of, I don't know, skews the, the, as as much as I enjoyed it, it skews the, the rating, uh, to a different, I guess way. So honestly, if I had to give this a rating, I'd give it a 2.5. It was, it was okay. Um,
1: I, hmm, I would probably give it a three. Because I did, I did really enjoy a lot of it, uh, despite the issues that it did have. It constantly made me smile and giggle, mm. um, and I, I really enjoyed Zoroku as a character. Uh, there's not enough uh, grumpy old grandpas in the, anime, and
2: that's just it. I don't think there was enough Zoroku either. <laughs> like towards towards the latter half of the show, he wasn't really that much of a factor. Yeah. He, we'd get little clips of him. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I think that it would have benefited from more. Um, but yeah, two two 2.5 for me. Okay. 3 for me.
1: We'll round it up to a 3. And that's that.
0: Alice and Zoroku.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, it's time, huh?
1: It's time. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have saved this for last.
3: <laughs>
2: God. Um, no, I definitely want to right. discuss so- the last one.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I, I have things to say. All right, so, what you know, this is the first season that, as a podcast, we've been kind of forcing ourselves to watch the shows we draft, right? Mm-hmm. This and is the very first season. So, mm-hmm. now, this show looked really, really good. Clockwork Planet, we're talking about here, in case no one's figured this out, since we've been hyping, I think, this review for two episodes now. <laughs> um, <laughs> at least in my own mind, I've been hyping it. But... All right, so this show. I encourage you to go look at the initial promo art that came out for this show. If you look at my anime list, it's the main art for this, and it looks really good. Whoever created this art is really talented. It's a really good promo poster. I would put it up on my wall. The art is awesome. The character designs are great, and I was really psyched about this show, especially because it sounded like it would be a pretty cool kind of steampunky, you know, sci-fi ask you know post-apocalyptic maybe show um unfortunately clockwork planet did not kind of hit any of the cylinders that i was hoping it would um this might be the worst show i've ever actually watched in entire <laughs> in its entirety because you know typically i i stop watching a show if i don't like it <laughs> you know so i uh, it is fitting that as the first Season that we are forced to watch the shows. We draft I would get a show like this uh, because that's kind of why we we made the rule, right? Yeah. Yeah so Yeah, clockwork planet this show wants really really badly To be super serious post-apocalyptic, you know heroes that save the world type story Um, unfortunately while the idea and the story behind the show is kind of cool um, maybe a little bit anime, like cliche-y, but, you know, girl falls from the sky and helps boy save the world. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. we've seen that <laughs> plenty of times before. Um, it, it, every single episode they feel the need to inject some ridiculous, totally, you know, just needless anime trope, e- e- etchy perversion, some kind of, and it's, that's fine if you're doing it in a show that isn't trying really really hard to be serious but this show spends five minutes trying to be serious then it goes into a 10 minute rant crazy etchy scene um you know perverted main character they like to push that point and then it goes back to five minutes of like okay the world's gonna end and we need to save it <laughs> how am i supposed to take this story seriously and that's the thing is it's like I, I forgive shows for being that way when they are not taking themselves seriously, but this show really took itself seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sorry. When you do that, it's so hard to take your plot point seriously when you do the things that they did on every episode. Um, it was really hard to watch, and it was hard to care about anything that was happening. and Especially just the, the writing wasn't good, in my opinion. I mean, they, they would move from one you know world ending a, a event to another and not to mention the world itself we just are we just have to imagine that some guy created a world made of like he reproduced the earth made of gears and there's not really any explanation as to how that happened or why he did that or or you know, maybe why he did that i don't even remember to be honest but um it was very convoluted <laughs> uh very difficult to watch and actually care uh and unfortunately with a show that's trying to be a hero story about a post you know, or saving the world. I keep saying post apocalyptic. It's not really post-apocalyptic, it's it's like kind of future y um steampunky gears kind of everywhere e world. But it was it was really, really, really hard to get through this show. Um <laughs> The ecchi scenes, the character designs. And that's the other thing is, once again, I encouraged everyone to look at that promo art. The animation and the art in the show is horrible. I mean, I watched the first episode and I was like, where is the character art from that promo? <laughs> they lied. Oh, and it looks terrible. The like the character, like it's one of those shows where, they're constantly going off model. So you've got. I'm sure if I took a bunch of screenshots from the show, I'd have some crazy, ridiculous looking character. You know, like that thing that goes around on Twitter where the girl with the huge eyes and the weird mouth, and like it's like the ugliest looking anime thing you've ever seen. <laughs> um, it just. Uh, it, it. Clockwork Planet is a total train wreck, and I really, really want to hear someone with an argument. Otherwise, because I hate being so negative on a show, because I know we're like we try to find the good in things, but I can't find anything good to say about this show. I really can't. Um, I mean, the sound, the music, never. Got, and maybe people remember from my first impression, uh, on this show. It was, and JD had echoed my thoughts there we were really ragging on the show and it it got worse it just never you know i just continued to try to be really serious and i could not take it seriously (laughs) um for all the reasons that i have already stated so uh, i would probably give clockwork planet a zero (laughs) (laughs) um but i feel like it at least deserves a 0.5 um just for existing maybe well we For, we we can't we can't kill Aichon. So no, exactly. yeah. So yeah. so point five um, is probably the lowest 25. we can go. i-chan okay. barely survives. She actually died at one point, but had a cleric to resurrect her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, a low level forward, cleric.
2: We will be playing a D anD D type game in our community.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm for looking forward to that. So, uh, yeah, that's just one of one more of the things that you could potentially take advantage of if you uh, were part of our Discord community. And you can just, commiserate with Jeff about Clockwork Planet. If you watch oh it. God. We're telling why he's wrong. We're telling why he's wrong, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'm going to tell if anyone makes a convincing argument for something positive about this show, that I, you know, that I... And I'm I'm not unreasonable. If you can come up with a convincing argument for why the show is not horrible... I will read it on the next podcast, <laughs> and I will totally give you props for like, you know, giving this show, making the show worth a point five instead of a zero. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know what else to say. I don't want to waste anyone else's, you know, any more time on this show. I'm sorry. Uh, that's fair enough. Let's let's move on.
1: Well, congratulations on giving the uh, lowest score we've ever. Yeah. Got. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like. We should have had your girlfriend set up, like, balloons in the room and, like, had it on a timer so that when, like, you got done with this review, they'd, like, come down and be like, yay, we're score. <laughs> <They> <laughs> except would all down. the balloons and confetti are all black. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I That would be like celebrating her funeral or something. <laughs> I want confetti at my funeral. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, was was this next show anybody's or is this up in the air?
1: Um, no, I think this was up in the air. Okay. Uh,
2: the next show on our list was, uh, Arm Girls Machiavellianism, which is an interesting Ma- type. Machiavellism. Machiavellism. Oh. Machiavellism. Machiavell- yeah. No? Oh. Well, it's spelled, it's yep. spelled incorrectly on my anime list.
1: Nope. Yes. On my anime list it yeah. is, yes. It's
2: Machiavellism, yeah, on Anime Strike. Help us out. Tell us.
1: Machiavellianism is the correct term. <laughs> but. They spelled it wrong.
2: Oh, they totally they did spelled spell it wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the, the promo thing now. Oh, wow. Ah, <laughs> yep. Japan. That is funny. Tisk, J- yep, tisk, Japan's tisk. spelled totally wrong. Um, all right. Anyway, Man, we, we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, this show, um, I'm just going to call it Arm Girls. Arm Girls uh, starts out with Fudo Nomura, uh, emphasis on the N or on the no, because. On the, yeah. yeah. He says that a lot. I have no idea what it means. Um. Is he's like uh, this delinquent? Uh, he had a huge fight at his old school, and it left him hospitalized. And when he got out of the hospital, he was uh, expelled and sent to a... a uh, I guess like a private school, but it's like like a you know punishment school, a, a private school for girls, a punishment school for boys. Really confusing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know why they would send delinquents to a, to a private girls' school. That doesn't make any sense to me, but. Uh, at, the, at the school, there are five girls who are armed to the teeth. Actually, all the girls are armed, but these girls know how to use...
1: They're called the the the, the Holy Five Swords. Yeah, yeah, something
2: like that. Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Five Holy Swords or something like that. Um, and they are... Or no, the Supreme Five Swords. Supreme. Yeah, something like that. But their, um, their job is to keep the boys in line. And they do it so well that all the boys who go there uh essentially become cross-dressers because that's how that works uh because it it frightens the girls less if they look and act like women um and so when nomura shows up they expect you know him to toe the line as well and they expect they expect they'll, they'll be able to beat him into submission but it turns out He's a rather good
0: fighter, and he so, apparently has zero qualms about fighting girls. So, quick question on this. Um, yeah. Typically, anime, uh, when boys dress as girls, they're super cute. Um, are they super cute in this, no, or do they look like men no. dressed as women? Okay. They look like cross-dressers. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. That's awesome. All right. The, uh, Fudo's
2: best friend is a guy who looks like a giant Buddha statue. Like He looks <laughs> like he's a Buddha statue, uh, but he's wearing a black wig. Always has makeup and heavy eyeliner on it, and it is god awful to look at. Um not to, not to say there's anything wrong with cross gestures, but in this in this anime they made it look as bad as it possibly could. Good. Uh, so yeah, there it is. Um Fudo then like finds out that if he wants to have any kind of freedom, i.e., leave campus. He needs the stamp of each of the five girls. And so he sets out to beat all five of them. Honestly, he kind of stumbles into the situation. Like they all attack him at, at different times to get their stamps. Yeah, Because
1: they want to they want to
2: correct. him. Yeah, they, exactly. Um, and like while this could have been like all the girls are now like madly in love with him. It's really only two um, kind of a third one, but she's an oddball um and so yeah he he goes about and like he he answers all the girls challenges and, and um beats them with his uh, his ridiculous uh <laughs> palm of doom or whatever it's he he essentially he he essentially twists his hip and for whatever reason like
1: the invisible bullet yeah the yeah it, the like invisible
2: that. bullet so he like twists his leg or whatever and the force from that like resonates through his hand into enough force to like cause he never does it to the girls but he in other fights he's able to cause internal bleeding <laughs> which is like th- that's a lot of this show a lot of the show is is that ridiculous anime blood kind of trope like with like bleach just to a kind of lesser extent uh because the characters get stabbed and slash and all that stuff oh, wow. and don't die don't suffer punctured lungs or or you know organ damage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so this show definitely does not take itself seriously Uh, like I don't know
1: I mean I get what you're saying Um, but I felt like there was a huge tonal shift at about like the 7
2: well yeah but that's, that's when we get to that character that I was saying was a bit of an oddball there was only one character who had ever beaten the five supreme swords and that was the empress as they call her Mm-hmm. Um And it, you know, spoilers, again, you're listening to our review cast, uh, the Empress was the one who fought Nomura in the battle that hospitalized him. But he thought that she was a girl or a boy at the time. So, yeah, around episode seven, which is right. Eh, was it seven? Really? I, uh, I kind of figured it was later.
0: Yeah, it eight, was later. It,
2: it had to have been. Yeah, it had to have been 8 or 9. Um when uh when uh the empress comes out and they yeah, there's a bit of a tonal shift. It got it does get a bit more serious, but then as you get on towards like the end last towards the last episode when they fight, it once again becomes yeah. much much less. And every fight is set up like kind of like the serious thing until he beats them and it's like, "All right, well, whatever. Here's your stamp." <laughs> um so I, I don't know. I maybe I just didn't take it that seriously because, again, the blood and the yeah the ridiculous premise. Um, it was just it was funny. The main character was kind of douchey, but I thought I found him. To be, I liked him. <laughs> yeah, I, I found him to be enjoyable because I, he, he didn't shy away from, you know, from the girls or anything like that. And he just all he wanted and he emphasizes all he cares about is freedom and yep. all he wanted was the ability to go off campus that was it
1: freedom and like relaxation or something yeah like that.
2: yeah something like that yeah um yeah he's a great character i enjoyed the girls uh mm-hmm. all, well, m- for the most part there were a couple of them i was like all right well that's kind of weird and <laughs> one of them um uh sukuyo sukuyo inaba the the blind girl Yes. She didn't really get much of anything. Like she didn't really get the the battle that all the other girls got. All the other girls got like two episode battles. Yeah.
1: Like he kept running away from her. Yeah. Un- un- like unintentionally. Well, oh, because he needed
2: to do other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: um, yeah. That, like you said, girls are really cute. Rin uh, surprised me. I I wasn't expecting to like her really, um, but she had a really cute episode after they fought.
2: Yeah, no. Rin Rin Onigawara is my favorite character from that show and as soon as she has a, a good figure I'm I'm getting it cuz she's great. <laughs> uh, oh, nice.
1: I like Mary's kind of like um attempts to get uh him to touch her, I guess. She really oh. wanted to be touched by him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are those funny. are the
2: two characters that were were kind of all like over nowhere. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um Satori was weird her whole story is very strange
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah you know,
2: um warabi's uh laugh I, annoyed the shit out of me oh,
1: i did not like her
2: but or her she companions ma- she made me laugh uh with with the fact that she had a bear and the fact that the bear was she a female them. and the yeah. fact that the that the bear had a crush on no <laughs> yeah that's pretty good <laughs> uh, uh so yeah it's it's not going to uh um it's not going to like revolutionize anime but uh it was really enjoyable and if you if you could sit through you know a, a story that's not at all taking itself seriously then you'll you'll get a kick out of uh, arm girls um i'd give and this a one fairly oh,
1: satisfying ending
2: oh yeah yeah for all sure it yeah it, it, this can end at 12 episodes and i'd be fine i'd be fine picking this up excuse me um uh, on Blu ray, just with 12 episodes. And I probably will, since Sentai Film- Filmworks has it. Yep. Um, Overall, I actually give this one a 3.5 because I really enjoyed it.
1: Okay. Um, cool. Sure. Yeah. 3.5 sounds good to me as well.
2: Huzzah. Let's um, go with that. Yeah.
0: Not bad.
2: Aichon gets into a fight with a bear
0: uh, with her sword. Um, oh, we need and- to make Aichon a sword.
2: Yeah, we do. We need to, Fan we need art, to commission please. more art. Yeah. Yeah. If you're an artist, please, please draw Aichon. She's on our website. <laughs> website coming at the end of the podcast. Um, but yeah, so Aichon gets into a fight with Kyobo uh, over Nomura and uh, takes a decent hit, but keeps on keeps on fighting for 3.5 out of five HP.
1: <laughs> okay. Nice. Very good. So, uh, this next one is yours as well, Carlos. Or is it? Is, is oh, yours?
2: Yeah. The, I I drafted this a long time ago yeah 2 seasons ago <laughs> yeah 2 seasons ago luckily we weren't doing the whole you have to watch this you know thing back then because i wouldn't have been able to <laughs> um yes the next show is grand blue fantasy the animation uh this is a story based on a mobile game in which uh the main character gran uh is in his little village when uh the evil empire um has like a a battleship floating over his home like they're not going to do anything to his home they're just kind of flying past it uh but like an explosion happens on the battleship and out the side comes uh uh, lyria who is this um they do not really explain like if she's a mystical like being or if she's just like a creation but she's she has a power to uh, essentially take the power of primals These Huge, um, godlike creatures, um, and uh, what do you call it? Grand finds her, and together with Catalina, defends her from the Empire. And they find out that um, that they're all on their way, or no, that uh, Lyria and Catalina are looking to get to the Astral Islands, which just happens to be where uh, Grand's dad. Like, last sent him a letter. So, they're all on their way together. It's very, very RPG-esque. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it is that classic type of story um, where each place they go to, they meet a new person, and they solve a new problem. And, of course, the Empire's there, and they're usually the ones causing the trouble. Uh, if you play the, the game, the mobile game, you can, uh, honestly. A lot of people... I uh, don't know this but um you can get it on your phone uh and and switch it to english there's a um there's probably instructions on how to do that on the internet it's not terribly hard it's literally a drop down box just japanese english um you, it's it's essentially the 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 first two episodes are like the the like an expanded version of the tutorial and the rest of it is like chapter by chapter what happens um so you you wouldn't be lost there if you played the game. Uh the, the ending, the like the final couple episodes, there's uh there's a, a lot of how do you say it? You guys know you you YouTube, you, you play like Fate Grand Order, Love Live, all that stuff. You know the, the gotcha mechanic, right? Yeah. So you know it, it's it's like that in Grand Blue Fantasy, you get heroes through that gotcha mechanic. You know, you get enough gems or I forget whatever they are, and you spend them, and it, it you know, RNGs you out a, a whole bunch of new heroes. The last couple episodes, or no, yeah, it, the last, the second to last, and third to last, last episode was basically a love letter to the fans because all of like the gotcha heroes made an appearance. Well, not all of them, like some of the most popular ones made an appearance in, like, the last battle. Like, and it's like, why were they there? And, you know, as a fan of the game, you're just like, who gives a shit? Huzzah, my favorite
3: character. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, too, that game has, you know, I've never played it, but I've seen on pics of some of the character designs and, like, the artwork people do of them. Like really awesome character designs from that oh, game. Oh, yeah. And, and like, the, that's
2: one thing I could say about about the grand blue against Fate fake go is all the art is the same like all the characters look like they belong in that world whereas if you're playing the the story mode of Fate go um and you know you, you get to the part where you meet um uh, asmodeus or you meet mozart i'm sorry um <laughs> uh he does not look like he belongs in that world um <laughs> uh, so the art's just so different from the other art yeah, yeah. Well, because you know, all the all the art for like the five stars and four stars is great, but like, like, yeah, it looks like he's like a two star, yeah, like a two two or a one star, and it looks like he's just like a sketch with some color on it. Um, so yeah. the the one thing I can say for Grand Blue Fantasy is all the art in that game is is pretty. It like looks like it belongs in that world, and it's the nice. same for the for the show as well. Nice. Um, I'm pretty sure. Was I the only one watching this one as well?
1: I watched episode eight. I do want to finish it. Um, i might do that later today
2: uh the last episode sorry logan spoilers uh Those is i already know it, okay yeah the last episode isn't uh like episode there's episode 12 and there's episode 13 and episode 13 isn't a continuation with gran uh Spin the game off. the game actually has two protagonists uh you can play as either boy gran or or i forget what the girl's name is um <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Uh, Digita, yeah, D J E E T A. I, I have boy grand. Sorry, I'm traditional. <laughs> um, but the the last episode is Digita. Like it 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 talks about the story thus far as if she was the main character, and then uh, episode thirteen is a beach episode where they stop the empire from stealing ice from the ice caves <laughs> 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 because because the main store owner can't make shaved ice if they don't have that. <laughs> it it's it's a lot of fun uh if especially if you're a fan of the game. If yeah. you're not this might be a Concole type thing where it's like yeah, maybe people didn't like it as much because you know, they didn't have that background.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um so given that, I mean, as much as I really liked the show uh I can only really give it at most a three point five out of five, okay, uh, which is still pretty good. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not going to be for everybody. And the, that, yeah, the I want to say that it was the twelfth episode. where just like, it was like, why are we being introduced to all these new? Oh, they're they're gotcha characters. <laughs> Got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, I uh, I listened to uh, the uh, the OS podcast where they reviewed this one, and uh, Andrew and Chris said that they wish that. The entire show had been (laughs) filmed with uh, with Jita.
2: I I did see. uh, I believe it was it was uh, Andrew's Twitter uh, after that that episode had aired, where he he mentioned something similar on his Twitter account. I need to. I usually listen to the to their their review after after we do ours because I don't want to cheat, Logan. Hmm. Cheater. Hmm. (laughs) That's fine. Um, (laughs) Um. so that's Granblue okay, Fantasy, yeah. three point five out of five. Uh I-Shine goes on a whirlwind RPG adventure, uh, but spends all her money on gotcha <laughs> on gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And has to sell an organ for three point five out of five. <laughs> People would fucking sell their organs for gotcha like gotcha points or like oh my God, gems or whatever. I've been yeah.
0: tempted lately. That's for sure. <laughs> I actually I actually have strongly considered buying the um the crystals, and then I came to my senses. Oh, oh no, no,
2: I'm going to. If, if so, I don't get Joan Quartz? of Arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I will be buying Saint Quartz
2: if I don't get Joan of Arc in the Joan of Arc up event. That's going to, mm-hmm. and Mordred, same thing. It's going to happen. This game so is a pay to it's pay to waifu.
1: pay to waifu. For mobile games, I think it's perfectly acceptable to spend as much as you would spend on the AAA game. If, uh, you know, even yeah. more
0: if, you if you're getting yeah i mean yeah if, if, the,
2: if it's your thing it's free to sure point. why not so, yeah. yeah i i would
0: just say you know moderation <laughs> yeah don't, yeah. don't yeah. break thousands yeah
3: maybe maybe. Well, I think the there's bank. like
0: a vetting process too like for me anyway there have been a couple free-to-play games that i've put money into but it's like only after i've played them for a month and still think it's a great game and still want to play it because mm-hmm. those games get old really quick and i've Found, like if i did put money into them early on thinking it was a great game I probably would have gotten sick of it in a couple of we- couple of weeks in so <laughs> i think that that's, that's a, true i think that the the whales out there yeah maybe consider giving it some time before you put that money in
1: you know I wish I could be a whale I wish that was my lifestyle
0: <laughs> we just need to win the lotto man just
1: need
2: to win the- and then we can we can get uh, anime arcade studios. Uh, we'll have to figure out where to put it since we all live on three different sides of the damn country, and then we can just chill in it all day playing mobile games and spending all our money on on uh Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I will not no, live no. away from a coast. The center of the country <laughs> is for for uh, I, I won't. I won't continue that since I know there are people who live
0: <laughs> in the center of the country listening. To it. I we will... can all fly out to Kentucky once every t- two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> if we have any Kentucky listeners, I
2: apologize. I've never been there. I just I don't want to live there. <laughs> yeah, we're on we're on the coast. <laughs> um,
1: okay, so let's uh, let's move on. Our next one is Hinako no, which was one that no one drafted. Um, but I'll go ahead and start us off on this one. It's a slice of life show about Hinako, who lives in the countryside and is like super afraid of talking to people, has terrible, terrible stage fright, and whenever she gets put in a situation where she has to talk to people, she instantly turns into a scarecrow, (laughs) um, which was uh, her job, more or less, back in the countryside, because every time... She talked to someone. She turned into a scarecrow. Yeah, so the farmers were jerks. Yeah, yeah, they were.
2: <laughs> they, they would essentially they would essentially place Hinako out like in the field, not in the field, but like off to the side On of the to field the side. because yeah. the animals loved her, so they'd flock to her and then they talk to her,
0: so she'd freeze. <laughs> so the crows would come to her. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and
1: they give her vegetables as payment. <laughs> um, so that feels
0: like that feels wrong. It's like paying someone who. Can't get a job to spin their your sign out in the front of the <laughs> store or something. <laughs> I guess you're giving them a job, but it, it's not yeah. a good job. <laughs>
1: um, but she has a dream to uh, be in the drama club of this one uh, high school that she attends in uh, Tokyo. So she, with the help of. Uh, the tenants of the building that she works and lives in now, um, they form a theater troupe and join, or I guess resurrect, uh, not resurrect cause it was just on hiatus, join the, uh, the theater club at their school and kind of help her work through her issues and the various issues of these other individuals. Um, it's a fun show. It's, you know, it's slice of life. Um, nothing, you know, Super
2: serious, really, ever happens. I got I the most heavy Kino mosaic uh, vibes from this show. Yeah, yeah. So if you like Kinmoza or Is <laughs> the Order of a Rabbit, this show is right up your alley because mm-hmm. it, it's very, very similar. All the characters have their own little quirks. I mean, there's, a, there's a, um, Kuina, who who loves books so much she eats them. She
1: is my favorite, yeah. Uh,
2: <laughs> always thinking about food, like she'll,
1: always wants food.
2: Yeah, she'll she'll read a book all the way through, memorize it, and then eat the pages. Yeah,
1: that's, um, how, uh, that, that's how Hinako, that's how she first sees, uh, when she first sees uh, Kuina, she uh, is finishing up a book and then just rips the page out and starts eating it. Yeah. Hinako out. Um, yeah, then there's uh, Mayuki, uh, which is a short little blonde girl that's their senpai and <laughs> wants to be treated as such, but always ends up being treated like a little kid.
2: Well, she also enjoys dressing the other girls up for their plays. And she herself is is constantly in like a maid cosplay. Yeah. Um,
1: um, she does work at a cafe. So well, the, yeah, the, the,
2: the cafe, the cafe is next to the bookstore and the whole like building is where they live. They live so, yeah. I mean, very convenient. I wish I could live, oh, live in a cafe know, right? bookstore, Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Um then there's Chiaki who is their uh landlord, landlady.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the uh, the star of the theater club.
2: Um, Not, like really really humble personality um, for like the yeah. the star of the like she she'll, were, she never understands why like people like Mayuki and and Yua, uh, like, are always like fawning all over. She's like one mm-hmm. of those characters who's like oblivious to the attention she gets. Yeah. So
1: Mayuki is absolutely in love with her. Um, yeah.
2: So so is Yua.
1: I would say Yua's more. Uh, oh, love-struck. admires her. Yeah. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm, for like sure.
1: Mayuki wants to marry her. <sighs> Yua just wants to be noticed by senpai. Um, Yua is the kind of rival character at first to uh hinako uh you
2: wants to be like, just you know. like in her own mind though
1: <laughs> yeah in her own mind she wants to be the star of the the theater club and she sees hinako who's in this club ditzy and you know messing things up and so she's like she makes it a competition to just be better than her at everything uh but they slowly you know become friends and stuff very heartwarming
2: well, it's another thing is is it's, it's, they become friends and stuff like that because Hinako so oblivious to Yua's like disdain for her at first that Yua just kind of warms up to her. It's like, all right, fine, we could be friends. <laughs>
1: um, then there's their teacher, uh, Ruriko, who is <laughs> an elementary school
2: yeah kid. She, she she is a elementary. She's nine. She's nine years old. Nine and, years uh, old. They really well developed down. that guy. Yeah, they, they developed the shit out of that character. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: famous actress slash Oh, yeah. She's already writer. famous.
2: Yeah. She's already yeah, been all, all over the world.
1: <laughs> a very strange character. Um, if you, very, don't like, if you don't like proper. those kind of
2: characters, then, yeah, this is this is definitely not the character for you.
1: <laughs> I, I was expecting her just to be like a short teacher. Mm-hmm. But, but, yeah. Then they're like, oh, yeah, she's nine years old. And I'm like, what? what what oh okay i guess
2: they did make her like really proper and and professional yes. and like she's supposedly like this acting genius but uh, a little later on you get you get the feel that like yeah this is this is you know a kid like cuz like when they have their um their little get together at school like where they sleep over at the school uh-huh. while they're building the set or whatever um uh she's very excited cuz she thinks of it as a sleepover and like in a later episode, she's excited to you know to have a sleepover again. So <laughs> I thought was kind of kind of endearing about that character. But otherwise, like she's kind of like a a non present. She's just there every now and again.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was uh, a fun show. Yeah. I, I had a, a, a lot of fun watching it. The humor, uh, you know, works for me. I'm a big fan of the like, kind of the slice of life humor, uh, the day to day stuff. Um, I was not necessarily a fan of the amount of uh, chibi artwork that was used in the show. I mm. much prefer their actual designs. Um, but, you know, it didn't hinder my enjoyment. Just would have liked to see more actual people. <laughs> and, uh,
3: yeah. I don't
1: know. Not much really else to say. It's no. a fairly simple, straightforward show, so... um. I would say three out of five for me. Mm-hmm.
2: I I honestly want to give it a three point five, and that's okay. that's a lot of it is because like how I we said how much I enjoyed it, but a good uh, like the point five is for the op and ed because I thoroughly enjoyed those <laughs> ops and eds. I listen to them all the time. Um,
1: way too hyper ganky for me.
2: Oh, loved it. I loved it. It reminded me of of. Kind of like the school live op and and uh, yeah, I just I loved him, so I can't wait to own him. Cool. But, uh, mm-hmm.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, our next show is a show that I am um, very happy that I I picked up, um, which <sighs> I, I had kind of dropped at one point when I, I think I drafted this back when it originally came out. Than the new berserk. Mm. And uh, I've continued with this, I guess, second season, 2017 season. Um, Yeah. However, it's being referred to as at this point. Um, Yeah. I I mean, I I guess I can kind of do a review on in general, the whole thing. But um, this season has been interesting. I I enjoy the story. I continue to enjoy Berserk's story. It's... It's one of those shows that really once it hooks you, you you just keep wanting to watch the next episode. And I found myself at the end of the season thinking I was kind of sad that it was over. You know, I I wanted to see more. Um. So it's it, the stories remain good. Um. The there's been a lot of improvements since the 2016 variety of Berserk. I think uh, one of the things I said and you know, I spoke of this in our first impressions about this show. uh, One of the things I had a real problem with in the show was the the soundtrack. Uh, I think that's improved. (laughs) There's specifically one little song that plays every time Guts is about to just be completely badass and it's totally (laughs) stuck in my head right now. (laughs) Every time Guts comes on the scene and he's going to start slaying uh, monsters with ease, it plays this little tune and uh, it's, it, it's kind of an earworm. So the sound plays every time Guts is going to walk up and, and decapitate people with his sword still plays in my head after watching this show. Um, one of the main issues I'd probably say with the show, and I wouldn't, I don't want to weigh on it too heavily, is the animation. I guess there are some pretty noticeable dips in its quality. Um, I think it, think it picks up after it it doesn't appear to be a permanent thing but there was a time at towards the probably third quarter of the season where the animation dipped in quality but uh as far as that um you know i i i'm gonna cut it some slack on that this show is doing almost entirely cg and i don't know it's probably i don't know it's i don't know It's cg probably isn't more expensive but i imagine it's probably kind of hard to keep the quality of it up without spending a lot of money um i don't know because i think it actually in general does a pretty darn good job of being cg and not looking horrible most of the time so that's that but um yeah so griffith is back guts is trying to kill griffith and uh that's really that's kind of the MacGuffin of the story He's Guts, uh, Griffith and Guts wanting to kill him. And he just kind of walks around the countryside and encounters a lot of crazy stuff as he does it. His little band is growing. Um, former, former nemesises are, is that a word? Nemesis? Um, nemesi. I have no nemesi. idea. Nemesi <laughs> <laughs> have joined his, his party. He's got a, a little witch that has joined his party. That's super cool. Um, Griffith has even got some really cool people on his, on his side, so um there's a there's a blonde girl named um oh, I had her name in my head and now I've totally lost it Sonia who's a seer and she's she's pretty interesting I can't wait to see more of her but yeah the show just kind of ends there's not really uh there's not an ending there's not a good there's not a good ending to the season it just kind of ends so I don't know when it's going to continue but uh, well I imagine it's going to uh especially with the hype of God. and and I was actually going
2: to ask you uh because i mean i i might try and watch the show eventually but i mean let's be real there's a huge list and there's a list i'm doing for oh, yeah. of you anyway um so i probably won't get to it so i was going to ask you spoilers i mean does he get any closer to killing griffith question mark
0: no no spoilers no he he really he encounters griffith for shortly right towards the beginning of the season um and He spends the rest of the time just kind of trying to get to him again. I I have a feeling it's really going to be one of those things where he he, this. I don't know if I don't know how berserk because berserk is still going in the manga, and I don't know how much of Griffith is involved at this modern day in the manga. But um, it really does seem like he's the main antagonist in this story, and it's it's interesting. I, I really can't see a day where berserk doesn't have griffith because he's just this he's a really good villain um and it, uh certainly guts has a lot of reason to want to, to want to kill him <laughs> for anyone <laughs> who kind of knows what happened at the end of the old berserk um Kaska's still there uh there is a little bit of a tease i don't know did, did i tell you guys what happened with Casca? like what's going on with her
2: we don't really mm. know who she is no.
0: <laughs> Casca was like kind of guts's girlfriend I guess in the the what is it 90s berserk okay um and uh some really bad stuff happens to her and she's essentially become a shell of a human being i mean blibbering idiot basically she she doesn't she just kind of walks around mindlessly and she's really a huge hindrance to their party as far as protecting her and keeping her safe because she just kind of wanders around <laughs> um and she's she's uh there was a little bit of a hint that maybe she could regain her her intelligence in her mind so that was kind of exciting oh cool because it's been kind of frustrating to see her like that cuz she was a pretty <laughs> cool character in the original berserk and she's just kind of the her lines have consisted of ah mm mm. <laughs> throughout, throughout this new variety of berserk, and well, for, uh, for like people watching
2: the po- or watching the podcast, if you're watching the podcast, get off the drugs, put down the LSD. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those listening to the podcast, like human beings, um, is there a place you can watch the original berserk for people interested
0: based on what you've been uh, talking about? You're putting me on the spot here. I, I don't. No, I don't
2: believe so. I mean, I don't, if there isn't like you know, you could just say you know the high seas yeah. or the seven seas, or it, <laughs> you can watch it with an yeah. eye
0: patch on, and we'll they'll get the hint.
2: I mean, but.
0: yeah, no, I would say I, I watched it with an eye patch on. It was I took the eye patch off pretty quick because I wanted to watch, use both eyes, but um, <laughs> yeah, there might be. I don't know if Crunchyroll's picked up the old Berserk. I, I don't think they have. Hmm um so yeah unfortunately uh the the show i, I don't i don't I, I would watch the movie the berserk movie because the show was kind of hard to get through it got really good in the end but it was pretty it was a slog to get through the entire thing the original berserk and that might not be a very popular opinion at this point because a lot of people really love that show but i i don't know it wasn't for me especially going back and watching it in modern day with the with you know the poor animation and everything right at least well the the 90s animation was it poor by 90 yeah. standards no no it wasn't poor by 90 standards it's just I gotten spoiled with the with the newer um, quality I guess mm-hmm. so it wasn't it was all right now, I like the art and everything but it wasn't really so much the animation that got me it was just the it took a long time to go anywhere and once it started going the show was great but uh, it took like a really long time to actually get moving and the cool thing about this new season is that it was already moving you know that the, there was guts was you know had some motivation and he had a, a, a path and knew what he wanted to do and that was kill griffith and uh that's been his driving force throughout this entire season so um i as far as i goes uh i really hate to put her in this world but, <laughs> <laughs> um I, I like to think she's under the protection of Guts and his band and she is at three and a half stars because she, she got in a scuffle with some with some angry, you know, thieves and uh but she managed okay because Guts you know swung his sword and cut them in half. So so yeah, I'd say three and a half for Berserk.
1: Color me surprised.
0: Yeah. Um
2: The next show I believe is mine. It is. And that would be Love Tyrant, which uh, I think I picked pretty early on in the draft. Um, the story here starts out with uh, Seiji Aino, uh, who opens the door and finds what he imagines is a Shinigami. It uh, turns out it's an angel and her name is Guri. And not only <laughs> is she an angel, but she is a Cupid uh, with, a, <laughs> with a love note. Uh, much like the Death Note, uh, she writes to the names of two people. Doesn't matter uh, what gender they are, and they will instantly fall in love. And Guri is a big fan of making yaoi couples, <laughs> so uh, she eventually, uh, or she, when she gets there, she has to. She tells uh, Seiji that he has to uh, find his soulmate like now, within the next day, or I'll be virgin with for the rest of his life. And uh, so he ends up uh, having his name put down with uh, Akane Hiyama, who is, turns out, really into him, but way too much because she is a Yandere. And yes. he, he realizes this way too late. Uh, <laughs> but before she stabs him to death, uh, Guri writes her name along with their name making them a threesome essentially, uh, and because she's an angel, they are both now immortal. <laughs> uh, so Akane being the that she is could stab him all she wants and does. Um, and from here, you know, we get uh, multiple other characters who are vying for Seiji's attention. It is, it is a pretty much a harem, kind of uh with supernatural elements but for the most part it is a fucking comedy like from from start to finish of each episode i was laughing at the dumb shit that guri got up to it's another one of those that like logan said with hinako note i kind of wish guri wasn't always in that like weird ass chibi mode um it happens every now and again uh And for the most part, there really isn't an overarching storyline, except that Guri's trying to figure out what it means to be in love, um, or what it means to be in a relationship, something like that. Uh, she ends up writing down other people's names into the relationship. Uh, Yuzu, who is Akane's half sister, who's in love with Akane, uh, the type of in love that makes her dumpster dive in in Akane's garbage for used tissues. Um, I don't think they ever know. She never writes Akua's name. Akua's is uh, Seiji's sister, uh, who we get to see from time to time, who is who is pestered by a perverted penguin, a supernatural perverted penguin uh, that she's terrified of. Uh, eventually, we find out that uh, Guri is the daughter of God himself and a demon. Uh So, Guri's kind of got both things going on for her, and both the devil and God want her as, like, their person. Well, God wants her because that's his daughter, and he's, like, one of those annoyingly affectionate anime dads. Um, (laughs) And the devil wants her because the devil liked her her mom, so he wants Guri to be the head of hell. And this kind of comes to a head uh, in the last couple episodes. We get kind of an... uh, a little arc about, uh, about Guri actually becoming a demon. But of course, uh, Seiji wins out with the power of love or something. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Um, and they turn her back into a Cupid from being a demon. It's... Uh, how do I put this? It's not the best anime i've ever seen but it is like probably one of the best comedies i've ever seen i don't know logan what do you think of this you watched this one right
1: i did not know oh you didn't oh, i did
0: yeah that's well, so sorry because i think i know i watched the first couple episodes of this show does it continue on that level or does it dip maybe a little does no it, go it continues up a little? it continues on that level
2: and there's even okay. there, there are a bunch of like really funny references i mean there's <laughs> There's an episode where they're they're trying to unite a uh, a couple um, of ghosts. Well, spoilers for that episode. Uh, you know, you, you go into it and uh, Guri says, let's have a, a test of courage with these two characters we've never met before. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that, well, they are both ghosts. And for whatever reason in this school, uh, if you get to the top of the school as ghosts, you can leave. And you can pass on. And they wanted to pass on together, uh, but the other ghosts went, weren't letting them because they were <laughs> jealous of their relationship. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, but but in that episode, you got a, a Ghostbusters reference because Guri goes into it dressed up like a Ghostbuster. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's like really off the wall comedy. Uh, the the character archetypes are turned up to eleven. I mean, Akane's yandere is like the pinnacle of yandere she's constantly stabbing seiji and constantly threatening threatening violence on on people who threaten seiji i mean there's a in yuzu's episode where she joins a little little clique. um the way they the way they get yuzu out of like a dangerous situation with some people is like the guy hurts seiji and so akane just like goes beast boat on them it's <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous um but because neither of you guys watched it in, in, in the interest of saving time, um, I'd probably give this one a three out of five. As much as I really, really liked it, as much as I love the OP, the OP is done by Wake Up Girls, who I got to see them perform this at Anime Expo. Um, it's not a show I'd, I think I'd go back and watch. <laughs> like, I, I, like, it was funny... Um, it's it's even I'd even go so far as to say it's probably not a show I'd buy on Blu ray unless it was on sale. Yeah, okay. uh, but I'd still recommend if you like like that kind of comedy and just like where nothing really matters, uh give it one watch through. You'll enjoy it. Uh if you don't, pass it up.
1: Uh, Is there any resolution with the relationships in the show? Not
2: at all. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, it, it's pretty clear that uh, because uh, you you get a little into like Ak- Akane and Yuzu, as I said, are, st- are half sisters. They, they share the same father, two different moms. Um, that both Akane's mom and Yuzu's mom were into the same guy. Um, but... Uh, so it's it's pretty clear that that's where they were going with that. That Seiji is in the same position that that their dad was in, um, but I there wasn't any resolution at the end of the show, and it is an adaptation. So maybe there'll be more of it if it if, you know Blu-ray sales in Japan do well. Uh, but honestly, I I think it'd probably be best if you're looking for resolution in that story to go to the source. Uh, I think it's a, a manga, which unfortunately isn't available here in the States yet.
3: So, um, oh,
2: God, that's too bad. I mean, you could put on your eyepatch. I won't, I won't, I won't be mad at you. <laughs> I might do it myself. Uh, I'm, i I'm sure someone's going to get this one though. It's, it's too funny for them not to get it. It's been going since 2012 and it's still going. So I imagine if it does well and if, blue, like if manga and Blu-ray sales pick up after this season, um, Yeah, maybe we'll get more. Maybe we'll get some resolution, see what Sagey does. I hope he picks Akane because that would
0: be best for his health.
2: Eh,
1: That's (laughs) a weird thing to say.
0: (laughs) Cool. Mm. Well, we got one more, guys. We
1: do. One more. And it's probably going to be uh, the most controversial one Uh on uh, this podcast, at least. Hmm. And that is how to raise a boring girlfriend – Flat.
2: Is that um, is that what it was called?
1: Yeah, that's I don't that? think it has the two. Yep, how to raise a boring girlfriend. Flat, like the the flat symbol in uh, in music.
2: Oh, okay, I was gonna say that's really mean. I mean, none of the girls are really <laughs> that flat.
1: Yeah, you know, every maybe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, um, this. Uh, as I probably said in the, this was one of my picks. Um, so as I probably said in the uh, first impressions, it uh, picks up right where it leaves off in uh, the first season. Um, they are working on their game, and they continue to do so. Um, but they, as they get closer to you know finishing it. Um, they get closer to the end of the school year, uh, things are kind of, I don't want to say falling apart, but tensions are kind of rising, uh, in the relationships between, uh, several of the characters. Um, but I see, I don't know how much to say, uh, without...
2: It's a review cast. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, know. I, I'm um, sorry,
2: guys, if you're out there listening and you don't want spoilers, but if you didn't want spoilers, then you, you can you can cut it right here and come back at the end when we're giving you all of our information and possibly reading some podcast questions or shadowing.
1: Yeah, we can probably get to those. Yeah. Um, so... Like I need. To, it's been it's been a while since I finished the show. Well, it, okay, we I'll, I'll I'll episodes. go into it
2: a little bit. Um, in, in this season, much like last season, um, each character is given like through the through this uh, the season, each character is given um, mm, kind of kind of like an arc, yeah, like like a a mini problem to work through. It's mas- mostly, mas- mostly 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 uh tomoya uh who has to work through them with the girls because they're they all very clearly are interested in in him except kind of megami who's the no she's the protagonist she's totally
1: interested in him
2: um but uh for example uh utaha uh gives him two different storylines to work with uh and they're you know pretty clearly one is like hey you choose this megami girl or or you choose this storyline for the game and it's me and Wishiwashi tomio chooses to put all the storylines in, including one he writes himself where everyone gets along, um, because he's a harem protagonist. Um, Eri has major artist block, um, and he helps her work through that. Uh, and she's able to create these like amazing CGs, uh, that, you know, no one ever thought, could ever be in like a a visual novel Uh, and they get everything put together. And when they get everything put together, he realizes he's completely neglected Megami, And so there is a little arc of him essentially apologizing to her for blowing her off, despite the fact that she has been like his number two, like constantly in his corner, constantly helping him get this game done, keeping it on schedule and all that stuff. Um, and then at the end, <laughs> at the last couple episodes, uh, he Tomoya really wants to continue and their circle, their yeah. circle, and and start a new game. He comes up with a proposal and everything. However, Utaha and Airi become masochists. Uh, I'm gonna explain a little. Um, apparently they get an offer, and it's an offer from a really big company. It's it's um. Like, everything they could have hoped for, it, you know, it's going to push them to their, to their boundaries. Um, and I agree. Like, I agree with their decision, actually. I thought it was, yeah, I, absolutely. As an artist and as a writer, you take the job that's going to pay more. And as shitty as that sounds, because it's anime, you know, you're, we're supposed to give you the really good storyline. I agree with their decision. I disagree with the fact that the the job, the boss they were they decide to go working for, essentially browbeats them, and just in the worst way, the bitchiest. It's a female, the bitchiest way possible. I can't, it like yeah, and and they break like children, like masochist, like like that's their apparently their thing is they're into being into being told that they're complete garbage and that they'll never get anywhere unless they improve themselves which again I agreed with the premise but the delivery was so shitty it made me angry at the fact that my favorite character Utaha essentially had a complete character shift where all of her strength leaves her and she becomes a puddle when somebody utters a negative word towards her. Airy, whatever, she wasn't my favorite. But uh, same with her. She like, where did all of her obstinence go? Just completely left her. Uh and at the end, uh I'm gonna you know, go ahead and spoil it. Like is like broken over this, which, you know, admittedly, high school boy, he thought but, this would last forever. It's just
1: the way it's the way that it went down. Yeah. Like, he's he he thinks that they're going to continue and they obviously think that they're going to continue, but they don't tell him anything that's going on. And then all of a sudden he comes to them, comes to Utah with this proposal, proposal. Right. And gets told that, you know, a month ago they were hired on to make this other game. They just totally like
2: blow him off. Yeah. And again, off, a, a yeah. same thing, same, same. Like, and I can kind of see where, that, and like, as a character, like, because the characters were invested in Tomiya, why they would be afraid to tell him that. So I, I understand Tomoya like being broken up about it.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I understand the fear, but to lead him on like that
2: for a month. Well, they didn't tell him. Is... Oh yeah, we're gonna, we're totally making a new game. We're totally making. He didn't tell them anything for no. a month. No. So. But... So, he was
1: also waiting on work from uh, Eriri, um the uh, the post or whatever, for the completion of the game that was like six months late at this point.
2: Yeah, no, it, it was like all the characters just become kind of shitty people, except for Megami who's not really doing anything and like Tomoya, again, could have been telling him, look, I'm thinking about doing this, keep your schedules open because they are working artists. Um, but yeah, no, I, I had... I really hated the whole thing and then at the end told me it's like okay Just i forgive, I forgive yeah. you at the Uh-oh. end and that was f- fine or whatever you know good on him for being the bigger man yeah. nope N- no nope. <laughs> well you're a horridly petty person i'm sorry i am indeed uh, um but uh and and then at the end we we, we come back and you know utah has graduated so, it's Utah standing outside of the school with Michiru, which, hey, where the fuck has she been all 12 episodes? Uh, <laughs> they make
1: a joke about that. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, they do make a joke about that, but I hate the fact that they make a joke about it. Everyone's like, ah, ha, ha, it's all good. I'm like, that's not all good. You couldn't write her in, like, at least a couple, like, she's maybe- She was in, in one. Yeah, oh, yeah, one episode. And it wasn't really even her character thing. It was just, hey, work on this music for me. Yeah, I so- I feel like I'm a greatly in the minority of psych psychado fans. When I say I didn't like the end of this season, I loved everything up to the end of it, but I hated the end of the season
3: Yeah,
1: because it completely
2: it, changed my favorite character. Um, it
1: just left a bad, bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. I like, you know, Tomoya can make his own decisions. It's his story, whatever, but I just fundamentally disagree with forgiving them.
2: When they uh, don't I, need I don't. To be I, I don't disagree with that. I good on Tomoya. I as a protagonist, good on him for being the the bigger person and and being like, hey, you know what? It's all good. But yeah, just just the way it all went down, uh, I didn't agree with the fact that Michiru was like a side note and a joke at the end bugged me. Even though she's not my favorite, I still liked her as a character, um, and I liked the like the music they gave her to play. Uh, I didn't like, I wasn't a huge fan of the OP this season. Just a whole lot of stuff working against Saikano. The the only saving grace is that it looked like they were saying it, they're going to continue because Tomoya is now working with, well, he's still working with Airy because she's still in school with him and he might be working with. Uh, he's
1: not working with Airy. Oh, he's what not. He's about?
2: working with what's her face, right? The, the redheaded. Yeah. The redheaded fun girl. girl. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, Izumi. Izumi, yeah. It's, Izumi and her brother, uh, Iori. Yeah, so he'll be working with them now. Team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, with Megan. If we go into, and possibly Michiru, <laughs> if she ever makes it. Probably a, yeah, Michiru. Because yeah. she's his cousin. Uh, yeah. But if they ever go back into another season, I could probably kiss Utaha goodbye because she's probably gone. Um, so that bugs me, but I still want to know where the story goes, if it's going any further, if it's not fine, whatever I'm, I'm done. Um, <laughs> but I think that yeah. all those negatives kind of, kind of drew this through this, uh, through this down. And I, I think people aren't going to be happy with what I give it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's your show. Um, so I'll let you, i okay. let you go first.
1: Uh, I've been waffling a lot on what I should give this show um, because I was very <laughs> very angry with how things took place uh, the sequence of events and how the, the show ends um, but I do still really love uh, the story that it's telling and the characters that I really enjoy, I really enjoyed uh, Megumi's my favorite and I loved the uh, the, uh, the little arcs that she got in the season. Um, and I do hope that we do get more. I'm going to give it a three um, because I think that it looks phenomenal. Um, and I that's a big, big thing for me. And I did find enough enjoyable that I can be confident in that score. But it, like, I think I probably gave the first season a four and a half, maybe a four. So this is like a huge, step down in enjoyment for me. So I'm going to go with a three.
2: Uh, a- <laughs> I'm going to go with a 2.5 and that's, oh okay. I- I'm fighting not to go lower, uh, <laughs> only because I, uh, how much I enjoyed, uh, the characters, but uh, for all of the development over two and a half seasons to be undone by, um, a rant, a, a rant by a drunk bitch. Sorry, yeah. I'm yeah really angry, oh, right so, super salty about that part. Like, yeah. I was so mad, I almost dropped the show right there. And I very nearly thought about just never, like, not picking it up ever again. And maybe just picking up the first season and acting like the second season never happened. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really hated the ending. Like, the it, if it was by itself, it, if it had ended... After Ares thing and after the game was complete, this might have actually gotten like a four. Uh, yeah. But I hated the ending so much, it dropped quite a bit. So, and again, the OP didn't impress me. The ED was okay. Um, so, yeah, two point five. <laughs> I just keep thinking and, like and two point five. <laughs> I feel like I'm being really generous.
1: I feel I just feel like I watched NTR.
2: <laughs> exactly. Watch the end of this. one. Yeah, yeah. That like it, that you, just you me feel, feel drained dirty. after you watch. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those of you who who uh don't know what ntr is google it and show your kids uh no, don't no, don't do that <laughs> please please don't do that carlos <laughs> i'm super salty i'm so salty yeah <laughs> oh shit we shouldn't have ended on this show now i'm angry no
1: just just ask ask your kids about ntr <laughs> don't, don't. Um, if you don't, don't want to do know what
2: they're into um um yeah yeah so that's that's so that's the spring 2017 review you bastards make me review this <laughs> yeah. stupid shit no, you're not making me do anything i'm sorry it's not your fault yeah. let's do some podcast questions i okay happy.
1: yeah let's let's raise the mood <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, need to, we need to scroll up because there's a bunch of them that we've missed yeah oh wait no no uh, i picked that no, back no,
1: no, not that much yeah phil's one's the first one there uh you want to kick us off carlos
2: mm, okay i'm gonna go with the coffee one yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: uh okay so judood69 or phil from our discord uh put in our podcast question section uh you guys drink coffee uh any favorite recipes i will include mine this is a haiku there's a second one uh espresso es- espresso and milk uh then adds <laughs> then add some chocolate syrup hazelnut creamers good lord that sounds sugary and awful uh no sounds great phil yeah. i drink my coffee like a man black oh <laughs>
1: um I drink my coffee like a man with Baileys and whiskey.
2: Ooh, you went up to me, sir. Good. Nice. Yeah, I did. I've just got a little,
1: a... a little bit of whipped cream too. That does, yeah. that does yeah. actually sound good. Yeah.
0: Jeff. Huh. What about you, Jeff? Going to have to try that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty boring. I, I just put a little bit of cream in there just to make it not black, but yeah, pretty mm. much black. Yeah.
1: When I go like go out to like somewhere to get breakfast or whatever, just yeah, a little bit of cream. Maybe some sugar if I'm feeling like not having bitter coffee. Um, but yeah, yeah, coffee's great.
2: I developed a taste for it.
0: Ice coffee, uh, DJ, I think, my man. Ice oh, coffee yeah. is good yeah. when it's not in the morning uh, too. So,
1: ice coffee is great. Yeah, uh, DJ shares my uh, my taste. He says uh, my favorite includes Bailey's Irish Cream and a touch of Jameson. Very so, nice. Good on you, sir. Mm. That, yeah, wasn't well, a, a uh,
2: that wasn't a question. We could skip over that one. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> that's pretty good, though. Um, okay. Oh, damn. I meant to prepare for this one. Get creative, guys. This is from Phil as well, Jude 69 um, Again, in the form of a haiku. Get creative, guys. Combine two shows for fun times. K-Jojo's. Enough said. <laughs> uh, um, so,
2: Companion Cube oh, went on to, to do some, yeah. some more... Uh, Darker than Black Lagoon. It's Black Lagoon, but darker and makes less sense. <laughs> uh, school Love Live. Love Live with zombies. Uh, spice and Wolf Children. Instead of Hollow, Lawrence travels around with Ame uh, and Yuki, uh, entertaining in a different way, question mark? Um, from, <laughs> from the New World End, something incredibly dark and depressing. And Flowers of Tanya the Evil. And tag says Flowers of
0: Tanya the Evil sounds incredible. Yeah, those are some good ones. Very creative. I I haven't been able to come up with anything that is nearly that creative.
2: Uh, going off of, of Phil's, uh, I would say uh, uh, Con Keijo. So, Con Kole, girls doing the Keijo stuff. I want to see what earning love looks like in a Keijo oh, sense. That
1: would be fantastic. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, going off of... Uh, uh, the show that won today's poll uh, for you to review next, uh, which is a uh, uh, Um Oh, how am I going to phrase this? L- love Q. I would love to see the Love Live Girls uh, <laughs> play volleyball.
2: <laughs> that uh, that image I linked, it's on the Discord yeah. for, for when Q won. Uh, spy an artist named Mai- Mayuki. Uh, she does some fantastic stuff, but uh, she did a... The Love Live girls in high Q uniforms and the high boys in the Love Live outfits, which is just <laughs> phenomenal.
1: Yeah, um, that was pretty good.
2: I don't know. Like, there's there's a bunch of that I, that like, yeah, we probably should have prepared for this one, but yeah. uh, I mean, it'd be interesting to see uh, different like genres mixed up. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. K- kill La Kokoro Connect that'd be interesting like those two worlds what? but yeah that'd be like it's just it's just work? it's just a mashup of of names so yeah it's 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 not interesting in the sense that like the two stories fit together it's interesting okay. in thinking of how the worlds would ha- how the worlds would have to fit together once you put the names together uh i don't know so like yeah yeah, re-familiar re- to zero, so the re-like re-zero world, like mixed in with the familiar, familiar to zero, you. yeah, <laughs> would
1: I can actually see that,
2: or you can mix up familiar to zero and um, what was the one this season that was a uh, grimoire of zero. So yeah, Oh familiar of the How grimoire about, of zero. Uh,
0: Stein's gate. Thus the JS DFs fought there. <laughs> 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 well, it would be a fight
2: over which. Protagonist is more annoying to me. But <laughs> I didn't oh, that's not easy. nice. I that's like Okabe. One. I didn't like. Yeah. Okay, Okabe. That's yeah. That is really mean to Okabe. I hated. The, <laughs> I, I hated the Gate protagonist. Yeah, can't remember
1: his name. But- yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. Let me think. Let me think. I need to come up with one more. I feel like at least. Um, I'm trying to think of my favorite shows.
2: Um, how about, uh, how about, uh, net, net trap?
1: No, <laughs> no, no. Uh, here, here's one that I know would make a lot of people happy, like Higurashi when they clonade.
2: Oh, oh no. God. <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen when they higarashi uh, Higurashi, but, uh, or how about, uh, Nisekoi Manigatari?
1: I would watch the hell out of that. Mm-hmm.
2: That'd be good.
1: That'd be fantastic.
2: So yeah. Uh, if you have any thoughts or suggestions on, on this one, this has been a fun game. Um, yeah, we can probably make a podcast out of this one. Um,
1: yeah, you can let us know on Twitter, hit us up or join our discord. Yeah. If
2: you're on our discord, uh, you could definitely send these to us. Uh,
1: Um, one more thing before we wrap it all up. Okay. Um, on our last review episode, we went through what people enjoyed from, uh, the spring season and, uh, Sapengo. We already went uh, over that. Got right? back. Oh, uh, not his. Okay. Because okay. uh, he he did it after you guys got back from A X. Okay. Um, and so the what he what he enjoyed from the spring season, uh, Suki Got which we uh, we really enjoyed as well. Uh, that was his favorite by a margin, which is especially surprising in the season, which I finally got my second season of Saikano, which was also great in his opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> other than those, I'm two, I'm terribly though, sorry. I enjoyed one. <laughs> Yeah, I I enjoyed World End, Akashic Records, Hina and Recreators. And of course, Aeromanga Sensei was exactly what I expected it to be and loved it.
2: Yep, it was amazing. So,
1: you have good taste, sir. Indeed. Well, guys, we finally did it. We finally did our our second
2: review episode. Yeah, I'm terribly sorry it took so long, uh, but uh, our schedules being what they are. uh, You can expect the First Impressions podcast probably pretty soon, too because we are yeah, getting, we're getting pretty, next week. yeah, we're getting pretty far in.
1: Yeah, I think most shows are at their uh, third third and episode. fourth some, some of them are yeah. coming up
2: there on their fourth.
1: But uh, I think that's gonna do it for this time. So thank you guys for listening. You can get a hold of us through various means like Twitter um, at Anime Arcade. We are on Facebook at facebookcom arcade. You can email us at mail.animearcade at gmail.com. We are on Instagram occasionally at uh, the underscore anime underscore arcade. And uh, if you want to join our Discord, just let us know on any of those and we will get you an invite. Uh, Um, Quick
2: correction. Uh, It's at anime underscore arcade for Twitter. What did I say? You didn't say the underscore.
1: Oh, my bad. Yeah.
2: People would have found somebody else that wasn't us, and then they might have gotten taken advantage of you know, you led them down the dark alley of the other anime arcade, and then they would have like taken advantage of our dear fans, our listeners. How my, dare uh, you?
1: My alt, my alt account has been found out. <laughs> um,
3: <laughs>
1: so, thank you, gentlemen, for joining me. Hmm. Um, I always enjoy these episodes, and yeah. uh, it's always surprising to hear what you guys think because uh, it's never what I expect. So,
2: but it's always Until right.
1: Fun. Indeed. It's always right.
2: (laughs) Peace. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening.